Yeah. I just... I can't wait till after the revolution's over and we get to do, like, propaganda movies about the revolution, but, like, pro our side. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna... I want to do one. And it's gonna be, like, Dirty Harry style. Like, what just really... Like, Dirty Harry? Well, like... Alright, here, so here's a line from the film. Mm-hmm. Here's... This is, like, a... Here's a... This is a federal... Unmarked federal agent in camo. Scared. Going, bah, 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 I thought liberals didn't have guns! And then here comes the protagonist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> th- th- this one does. <laughs> <laughs> like Hudson Terminator. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna, they're going to rule. Yeah. That would fucking rule. It's yeah. like fucking uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yo. Where Nick Fury just sprays those yeah. cops. Like, Nick, yo. Yeah. It's like almost like you're in there and the couch like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yo, know? I forgot that they put that in an Avengers movie. Yeah. That was like, uh, that was just before the CIA got nervous. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you were allowed to say shit. Mm. It was not, this was before Bernie ran the first time. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, like, they weren't too worried about shit. They yeah. would let you do that. I swear to God, after that movie, that movie's the reason why there's CIA writers at Marvel now. And no bullshit, y'all. We, why don't we just talk about the Avengers at the beginning of every podcast? Fucking, I, I swear to God, fucking, uh, I swear to God, man, they fucking, uh, Black Panther, the Black Panther movie, mm. the climax of the film is a white CIA agent shooting down a weapon shipment to be sent to black people around the world to overthrow their oppressors. That's the climax of a movie called. Black Panther. <laughs> you know, I, I never watched Black Panther. Duh. Not once. And because, I don't know, I heard mixed reviews on it and I was like, Out of all the origin films, like, you know, where it's just like the one character, how their origin story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely better than the first store. Like, it's definitely, like, it's definitely better than the first Ant Man. Like it's that it's like out of the origin story films, it's pretty good. I think it's a little better than Captain Marvel. It's like it's it's up there. It's no Iron Man though. Yeah. Like yeah, but like it, it it's it's decent. They they ran out of budget on the final fight scene, mm-hmm. and you can tell. Really. Yeah, and I remember being in the movie theater like, damn, like what? Like this is really? like, yeah. It's like like what do you mean? Like what? Is it? It's like it's just you'd have to watch it, but it's just not, it's not. That good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the CGI and shit. And because the real climax of the movie is like these planes flying around with a weapon shipment getting shot down. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think there's actually proof somewhere. I obviously don't have it, but that there are CIA like handlers at Marvel. Like they like are involved in the movie process in some capacity. I don't, I don't know the details, but it's not like me saying like, oh yeah, this is CIA psyop. Like, mm-hmm. not think legitimately the they were in the room for the Black Panther screenwriting shit. Like, yeah, because that's pretty sus. Yeah, it's sus in as general. Well. Like, yeah. if you're just like look at that, and you're just like, wow. Am I? Is this still the Black Panther? Did we just switch to another film? Like, yeah, <laughs> twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? And the wild part is, mother, white people were still mad at that movie, like it was like anti-white or some shit. What? 
Do you know there there was I mean I was so removed from that at that point. It's fake yeah. backlash. I feel like so much was manufactured. Like come see our movie. Yeah. There are people out there that don't want you to see it. So come give us fifteen bucks. Like you know yeah, yeah, I like yeah. some of that shit's manufactured. But but um I don't know. I think it. I think there there were people that like in general are like. Yeah, these movies are getting two SJW, Star Wars and Marvel and da da da. And it's like, are they? Because, like, I don't. In Star Wars, hilariously, they're always cool killing, like, all the, like, the, like, the henchmen. They'll butcher, like, 400 henchmen. Yeah. And then it comes time <laughs> to kill Darth Vader. And it's like, oh, but there's some good in him left. We have to have a conversation. It's like the most liberal garbage <laughs> yeah. shit ever, dude. And Anakin's evil for, for beheading Count Dooku. Yeah, like, yeah. motherfucker, behead Count Dooku. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 That whole thing yeah. took like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying Anakin was right. And also, that is Darth Vader. Kill Darth Vader, too. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's not... And it goes to show it's, like, that problem people are like... We really give a fuck about the ruling class. Like, Darth Vader's like, we'll butcher all the stormtroopers. Yeah. They're like, oh, we, don't, we gotta pay respect to Darth Vader. Yeah, once give we him. get into the big dog. Yeah. We know. gotta, there are, you know, we gotta hear both sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we must be fair. <laughs> Come on, we don't wanna, are we gonna really cancel Darth Vader? If we cancel Darth Vader, where does it end? <laughs> It's just a slippery slope, and I keep going down. You know, I I think Luke Skywalker is the real fascist. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's that agitators episode seven. <laughs> episode seven. Wow, we're at seven already. Yeah, that's crazy. That's you, good. We I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, man, this shit this shit's good. I'm excited to get real mics. I'm excited to really mm. start. We have a pretty good interview schedule coming up and uh, a lot of good shit planned. So, and I think I think the first interview we did went really well for the first one. And like, mm-hmm. I, I like getting an outside perspective into the pod talking and like, yeah, I don't know. I, there's, uh, I don't want to. You know, let me not. I'm not going to give the game away. Look forward. We got we got a couple of uh, good ones planned. So okay. you know, look forward to them. But today we should talk about. We should continue our conversation about fascism from last week because things have escalated. Mm-hmm. Um, not not too crazily. It's only been a couple days since we recorded the last one, but things are definitely going in the direction that, sadly, you would have predicted them to go in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hate being right, but yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the fascism shit. We'll talk about uh, Kanye and and because his thing's kind of now winding down and seems to have come to somewhat of a conclusion. I don't think so. You don't think? This man, have you not seen like what they've been saying to each other on social media? No, I have, but like, I don't think he's gonna run for president no more and shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, right. I think no, that's because right. he didn't. He couldn't get on. South yeah, Carolina. I think he basically said like, and, and he was gonna call his album twenty twenty vision, and then he's saying like, oh, maybe I'll call it twenty twenty four vision. So like, yeah. I don't think. I think he's definitely not running. Um, so that's kind of where I meant by that. Obviously, the Kanye West saga will never end. He will be in the media's attention until the day he fucking dies. He want to be the fourth PFA. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> well, apparently, so here's what I heard. I heard Lil Baby's team fucked up and just didn't. So for everyone who doesn't know, Kanye in his manic rants, fucking uh, on Twitter the other night, he said a couple things. My favorite part was he called. Uh, he said Chris Jong Un. 
in in in, in reference to Chris Jenner, <laughs> yeah. which makes his wife Kim Jong Un hilarious. <laughs> which makes, so it, the the man still got it with the clever wordplay. I gotta yeah. hand it to him. Yeah. But uh, in that tweet, he also said. He wanted a divorce with Kim ever since she went to the Waldorf with Meek to discuss, in quotations, prison reform, which <laughs> implies that she fucked Meek Mill, yeah. which I'm on the team. Meek Mill would have told us already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I also love the theory that she fucked both Meek Mill and Drake, and then they had that shared experience to like relate about, uh, and that's why the beef ended. Wow. Which is... Hilarious. That is actually like pretty. Dope. That could yeah. be. That could be. Because uh, they, I mean, that was around the same time they dropped uh, that song together. What was that shit that went pretty popular with both of them? Uh, well, it was a little after, but um, it was like 2018, right? And that's that's like around the time that they're talking about. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think that is. Yeah, that well, was right after the. That was during the whole like Kim K was in the White House talking the. Donald Trump. That was like 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. Time flies. Yeah, it's been a while. I think, uh, so in the same tweet (laughs) that he says, Kim cheats on me, I want a divorce, and the Kardashians are an evil dictatorship, he's also like, and the baby would have given me a verse. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious. And he said that the baby's his favorite rapper, which is hilarious. Out of all those things in that tweet, I find it hardest to believe that Lil Baby is Kanye's favorite rapper. That's like wildly like... Yeah, I, 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 yeah sure, the, the Kardashians are a dictatorship. Meek maybe fucked Kim, sure. Uh, I'm sure they want a divorce. But wow, Lil Baby's got... Alright. But you know, that's sick. And honestly, Lil Baby is one of the most talented guys out right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, from the jump when uh, Sold Out Dates popped off, you knew Gunna and him were going to be like the next big wave. And I was team Gunna was the more talented of the two, but Lil Baby has just been on a fucking rampage. But anyway, apparently Lil Baby's team fucked up and, like, didn't tell Lil Baby that Kanye wanted a verse. And Lil Baby's claiming, if I knew, I would have given him a verse for free. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, it's Kanye West. Like, and I kind of believe that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe. I thought about that, too. I was like, I would definitely give Kanye a verse if I was a famous rapper and, like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it really depends on maybe No Name wouldn't do that, you know. But, but I think yeah, but, she would, like, yeah. I mean, but he's a legend in his own right. Exactly. You know? Anyone has, and we talked about that on the Kanye episode. Like, regardless of how you feel about his political mm-hmm. statements and shit, now if you're a fan of hip hop, like his contributions are like on, you know, and and so of course mm-hmm. you're gonna send him a fucking verse, even if you have issues. And I'm sure the baby has issues with a lot of the shit he does, but it's still fucking Kanye West. You send him a verse, like, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy that Kanye feels like he's being shut off from the industry because of, of his shit. But, you know, I think he's done that to himself. And yeah. I guess the question is, is it a manic episode? Yes. But the real question is, is this, like, all a fucking show? And is it disrespectful to mental illness? And does he just do this for album promo? And I've seen that theory floated a bunch. But my personal take, dude, is that, honestly, he just releases an album every time he goes manic. Yeah. And that's the pattern. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, whenever, because remember he did the, I like being polar. Mm-hmm. It makes me a superhero or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He, he, he said he stopped taking his meds at yeah. that time because it stifled his creativity. So, mm-hmm. Which I, which I can, I, I can relate to. Yeah. A little bit, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, bro, honestly, like, it's incredibly relatable. And I think also his past couple albums have been a product of, like, 
manic. It's it's literally this is the cycle. But I don't even think it's planned. I think he just because re- these albums sound in general. And no offense to the past couple Kanye albums, but the quality's decreased. He used to be a perfectionist. Now it's pretty clear he's like rushing shit out, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that makes me feel like he manically drops these albums. Not that he goes manic to promote them, but that. He they're dropped impulsively when he goes manic. Yeah. Um, but that's my personal take as someone who's been a Kanye fan for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, but I feel like the longer we wait after Kanye announces, like the better the album is. Because like, how long do we like wait for Flight uh, of Pablo? That was, was a while, and yeah. it was like almost two years. Yeah, some, and it's yeah. like I think that's probably top three yeah his albums of all time so. that's in it a hot take I yeah. wouldn't even rank it in the top really? five yeah I think I thought it was pretty good you weren't so in early Kanye though you, we, we've talked about this I was probably into I was in a college dropout and a little bit before that and then everything after that yeah so I really wasn't too too into like the beginning but I was still yeah somewhat in it but yeah Dude, that's interesting. I, I guess Life of Pablo, if it is like... It is what came out our freshman year but then, But then I'm more... I feel like I like the new wave more than I like old school hip-hop. Like, I can still appreciate old school hip-hop in a sense. Like, the the boom-bap sound. But He was never really doing that, though. But, He's got but like I feel like that... that had, premiere that's like that. Yeah, but I feel like it's like the crossover. I feel like it was a lot of... The elements of both and then old elements. His of first three albums definitely. Well, you know, not even first three. First two albums have the older sound. Late mm-hmm. registration, college dropout. But I think by graduation, he's graduated to like mm-hmm. what is a pretty modern fucking sound for the most. Yeah, but part. I thought he brought it back. I think with some of the the melodies in there. What in the life of Pablo? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like, like, and no more parties in LA. That. Uh, Beats, baby, no more party. That's actually kind of yeah. one of his more boom bappy beats now that Yeah, but that's it. what I'm saying. He's blending those styles together. I thought that was the the uh, cool thing about it that was so It nice. was like yeah. the crystallization of a lot of different Kanye's. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Well that's what it kinda of, that's kinda of what I took mm-hmm. as the the message of the project being the life of Pablo was that it was like his life. life. Him, yeah. Like it was like an it got full encompassing body of music. It also came out of freshman year of college, so that was a special place in my heart. That, yeah. yeah. That also, yeah. Because I, um, I was freshman on campus. If I fuck this off. model, and she just bleached her asshole, <laughs> and I can bleach my teacher. You <laughs> can't ever meet me to a at a frat house. <laughs> Literally, dude. It, I mean, yeah, great fucking times. Yeah. And that was the soundtrack for sure. <laughs> yeah, that bad bougie. Yeah. That came out. Uh, yeah, fuck. You know what also was that year, unfortunately? You'd walk past parties and you'd hear it. Like, bro, I can recognize Closer by the Chainsmokers by yeah. the fucking bass line. Yeah. Because we went, we went to a, a, a PWC. And, yes. uh, <laughs> a private white college. <laughs> and Closer by the Chainsmokers, which if you don't remember... Is mm. the perfect song for a private white college. It's all about being rich, but cosplaying is broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ba- baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover. Yeah. There was another line. Oh my god, I feel like I know oh, it. And, I the, know. and the mattress that you stole. <laughs> 
No, that that's like the second part of it. All right, I don't fucking know. Anyway, but if I heard the bass line of that shit, I could recognize because you'd hear it from outside the fucking function. Walking up, you'd be like, oh, fuck, they're playing this shit. Oh, no. Boom. That and Mr. Brightside. That when I hear why that, is that so? Why was that played so much in school? I have no idea. Damn, dog, that's so right. That was like a, that was a staple song because I remember. I, I used think to it, I think it went viral that year as like this song makes you happy instantly, and then yeah. everyone was like, oh, and like it, it had a second win that year. Yeah, it probably caught on a barstool. Yeah, yeah, so some, like some random shit, and then it just it slowly spread to everybody's iPhones. Yeah, yeah, that good times though. Yeah. yeah, bro. But on some Kanye album shit, like I would really, I would put his early shit as the, and maybe I'd, I'd even maybe put Jesus in the top three, which is a really? hot take. Yeah, um, that is a hot take. Yeah, I think honestly, I don't know. Some of my favorite some of, some of Jesus, I, I like Jesus. Yeah, I like Jesus to a degree. There's some of my favorite yeah. songs are on there, but as a whole. I think even as a whole, it, it, it slaps shit actually, and I guess I was my, I went through more of my Kanye phase in high school, so and that came out for me in high school, and, and I was also very into Death Grips at the time because that was like a very edgy thing to be into. It was like, yeah, I like Death Grips. No one gets me. All right, so enough Kanye. Fucking, yeah. I, you know, honestly, there's a group, there's a school of thought that you know someone at the CIA just hit the unleash the Kanye West button. The second shit got too bad, so we all got distracted. So yeah. not that I think that is is a plan or Kanye's in on some shit, but you know, let's not give him too much of our fucking breath when there's literally a fascist takeover of the United States. Yeah. Um, here's some updates. Um, since we talked last, I floated the theory at the end of last episode that the, you know this is part of Trump's plan, and like. Mm. And I'm going to say this outright. If a protester shot one of these unmarked feds dead in the fucking street, and I was on the jury, I'd vote to acquit on some real shit. Because that would be justified. And, and on some real shit, they're an occupying fucking force that is not identifying themselves, that is dressed like mil- the military. They're an occupying army. They got fucking assault rifles. And it is now not just in Portland. It is, it's come to North Carolina. It's come here. In Gastonia today, uh, about, I want to say, 15 to 20, fully kitted out, military, unmarked, just a, just something that said police on a vest. But you could buy that. But like, yeah. You can buy a riot shield that said, you can buy that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so 20 of them run past these two white girls who are filming and stop, and surround this car and pull two black dudes out of it and like abduct them. And like... It's all on video, and that's in Gastonia NC today. And they're also sending them. And, and Trump didn't even specifically announce North Carolina as where he's sending. He said all over. They announced that it's this huge, huge budget for this Project Legend. That's what they're calling the fascist takeover. But they did announce that they're sending troops to Chicago. And Mayor Lori Lightfoot, um, who I'll, I'll save the name calling of her for you. Um, she's a woman of color who's the mayor, and she. And she, uh, and, and, and this woman, she, uh, she put out a statement that basically said first, at first it was like, I'll never let Trump abuse Chicagoan citizens, you know, which say acting all this shit. And what's so funny is on Facebook, you listen to conservatives, they're talking, these extreme Democrat mayors are letting the protesters get away with murder. This bitch 
is allowing. Oh, you gotta bleep that. <laughs> 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 you know what? Don't even bleep it. Leave that in. I don't give a shit. Fuck her. Uh, she fucking she fucking puts out this bullshit statement saying like, I spoke to Trump, and he assured me that what they are doing will be in full accordance with the U.S. Attorney's Office, and they will be here in a purely investigative manner. I will ensure that Chicagoans receive justice. It's like, and it it just by admitting or 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 you know just by saying the fact that there could be a legal legitimate investigative reason for a gestapo force is giving the fascists more room than they fucking need yeah. to hang themselves and hang us yeah and yeah, uh that's just so fucking scary yeah and these really liberals think about- i think are like the real danger man because they it legit they legitimize this shit and that's almost more dangerous because there are a group of normal people who aren't fucking fascist, and then they get misled by these people. And and another great example today, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie both had two proposals in the new military thing, the new military bill. So here, here Elizabeth Warren's is to change the names of some bases. Bernie wanted to cut the Pentagon's budget, the military defense budget, by 10%, which, note audience, would not even fully reset it to what it was when Trump entered office. Trump has raised the budget so much with the approval from Democrats that Bernie's proposal would not even roll it back to 2016 numbers. It, would, it wouldn't even get close. However, the Democrats still struck Bernie's proposal that was going to cut 10% from the Pentagon and refund it back into education, housing, health care reparations, things that people need. I don't know if reparations specifically were in there, but a more generalized, less specific reparation of we're going to refund social services mm-hmm. that uh, in under in disadvantaged communities. That got struck down. But you know what they kept? What? The Elizabeth Warren, changing names of the bases. Which is exactly what we talked about the fucking first episode. What the fuck does that have to do with the embitterment of African American people? Not shit. Quite Not frankly. shit. Yeah. No. It's all fucking show. It's all it's like throwing us a bone. It's yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. It's a slap in the face at this point. Yeah. And I don't even know that it's throwing most African Americans a bone. I don't know that most black people feel like, wow, sick. You know who's yeah. throwing a bone? Like white liberals? Yeah. 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 Like like people mm-hmm. who want to feel like, oh great. We we did it. We're changing. We're, d- We're d- doing it. Yeah. We're moving in the right direction. Yeah. No, like, it, 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 literally the same day there is now fascist occupation abducting people, but people are going to be able to tell themselves, well, I'm not a violent protester. I'm not one of them. So I'm okay. No, no, it'll knock right for you at your doorstep. One of these days too, once they get through all of us. Yep. They're coming for you. And then mm-hmm. when then where all of us to help your ass, yeah, you're, fu- where we you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucked friend. And that's the fucking thing, man. And we we're but we're guilty of this. When they were abducted immigrants, we were we all sat on our ass like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not gonna. What am I gonna go risk my life to go storm an ice facility? What the fuck? Maybe I should have. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been easier if we all stood together three years ago, mm-hmm. and instead of now, when when they have a whole apparatus built out of ice, out of the DHS, to abduct us in the fucking street. Yeah. Just because they want to. <coughs> who knows? Who knows the who who they are? 
or where they're going to fucking Or where they recruited these guys from. They're saying they're Department of Homeland Security and fucking... You know who they dress just like? Who? The Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. Who is that? In Charlottesville. You look at pictures from back in Charlottesville. Yeah. It's like this... I don't know. Steven Crowder. I don't know. Who the fuck... No, not him. Uh, Gavin McGinnis. One of the... Some fucking Nazi dickhead Mm -hmm. runs this group and, you know, they're like... They're just a bunch of fucking losers. I don't know. They like jump each other in and like, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. and then like to get to the next level, you have to like get arrested, assaulting like an anti, like, it's like, you know, they're like, they are what they pretend Antifa is, which is like an organized violent group. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, for the record, you can't join Antifa. There's no Antifa meetings. <laughs> There's no group or organization. I haven't it's, seen any flyers. It's just people <laughs> who dress in black and show up and do the right thing. And since they share information and all kind of use similar strategies, it's like, oh, yes, they all went to George Soros training camp together. Damn. But, yeah, that, that shit's anti-Semitic as fuck. They really think we're just, like, bankrolled by, like, wow, like George Soros. Yeah. And it's like... Motherfucker, e- everyone here wants to free Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Nobody wants any more dead children. Yeah. Like, dog. <laughs> I do not think you gotta understand. But yeah, and if it's not George Charles, it's fucking Vladimir Putin. That's what some of the liberals think. And, uh, you know, it's just. But I wish we had funding. Mm hmm. I wish we had fucking funding because we're going to need like they they I think it's a six billion dollar proposal for Operation Legend really which I mean how do you go up against that you can't you have to have funds to fight it uh, you do there's also and so and here's um, I don't give a fuck anymore you know they're going to they're going to come for me the now or later I'm going to say what I want to say mm-hmm. I think I urge anybody listening to this podcast right now, look at the tactics that they're using in Portland. Look at how people are standing together and forming a phalanx with homemade shields and umbrellas and able to actually push the cops back into the federal courthouse. You watch these videos and there are strategies that you can take that are majority nonviolent. Now, I say majority because, yeah, it involves throwing some shit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it involves intimidating the cops. Yeah, it involves trying to assert yourself and push yourself back into the area that you will, you were in and not get pushed back. That, Honestly, it's just fair treatment back to them. It's not defensive even, Not tactics. even fair treatment because they're actually just hitting us and yeah. shooting things. Oh, my God. And we have nothing in our hands but shields made out of cardboard. They like, pulled a gun on protesters yeah. in Portland last night. Yeah. Imagine if someone pulled a gun on the... Like, it would be uh-huh. like, yeah, it would be a fucking shit show. They oh, yeah. found a gun on a protester and it got posted on, like, the Department of Homeland Security Twitter and was, like, all over the place. And it wasn't even, like, on old... Like, imagine, imagine if someone... So, and that's the thing. They want the justification. So look at the tactics of people in Portland who aren't giving them the justification, but are giving them out. Mm-hmm. Listen, I want to fucking, I'm not gonna redact, redact it. But right now, I want to redact, redact, <laughs> redact to that motherfucking redact. <laughs> like I, I get it, man. But right now, we gotta fucking, we gotta fucking just. I, I don't want to say we got to chill. I'm not going to be one of these people saying, oh, because guess what? If, so, if, if, if a group of fucking uh, 80 enterprising young uh, leftists 
wanted to take up arms against the government, I'll donate to their fucking GoFundMe. So I'm like, I'm on some real shit. But but I don't think that's smart. I I, I would support. I, I would support. I support protests of any means, and that's what solidarity is about. They, it's not good protesters, bad protesters. Anyone who's who's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Even the fucking Boogaloo boys who get a bunch of shit. Have we, did we talk about them last time? We briefly mentioned them. All right. right. You, you want to explain it? Because I, I really don't even know. I, I heard so, of the Boogaloo Boys, and I heard one of them got arrested, and then it, it got a big deal about it on Fox News, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, that's just another die movement, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think there's that many of them, and I think it's mm-hmm. kind of been overblown, but it's funny. They're also casted in this light of, like, these dangerous extremists when I actually, mm-hmm. like... There's some fucked up views among them, but they're, like, workable. Like, and, and like, I, I really think I'm not I'm not ready to be like, oh, these motherfuckers are the bad ones and they got to be thrown in jail. We got to track them and blah, blah, blah. I'm not ready. Anyone, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and we have to fucking stand together right now regardless. That being said, I do think the tactics that they're using in Portland, especially the Wall of Moms thing, the Wall of Moms thing is fucking brilliant. And yeah. it sucks that... A black woman, a wall of black women, or a black veteran can't do the Captain Portland thing, or you know, it sucks that it has to be this way to get the right attention. But I'm glad it's always been this way, yeah. and I'm glad people are finally stepping up to the plate mm-hmm. and taking the hits and go, getting on TV. And I also have to—I really want to shout out Wall of Moms and Captain Portland for both taking their immediate time to drive the attention right back to the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. and say, "Listen to black voices, listen to black leaders." Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that is what it's about. Um, and it's not about white individuals standing up. And it, this, they're in such a rush to paint white savior narratives out of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm skeptical of it and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what the role of it is. And I think maybe it's just an impulse that we have that isn't necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. But... Those kind of, those type of motifs are painted all throughout literature and exactly, all yeah. type of stuff that you'll see even in like slave times where they were writing books like white yeah. nationals were writing books about you know fantasies about slavery. Anyway, that's yeah. just a whole other conversation. Yeah. But and, and there's there's truth to some of that. Like, listen, there have been white saviors in history. John Brown, shout out mm-hmm. to him, he gets it. But like, there's not that many, like, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think in movies too, you see it. Like, man, how many movies is it where it's like? a white guy and a black dude back in times or like in a black woman and it's like just scene after scene of like them walking into a bar and like three people being like we don't like your kind in here and the white person like she's with me hey now you're not gonna say anything to my friend yeah <laughs> yeah it, that, that's like such a fucking thing in movies um, yeah. so that's definitely part of it And but I just think in general that plays into white supremacy and like and the goal should be that we care about the black guy getting beaten just as much. Yeah. And I think, though my whole point in saying this is not to be divisive and not to say white people should mm-hmm. have a voice. But my point is to say that, and this isn't even about voices, this is about media coverage and, mm-hmm. and, and elevating uh, exposure. When a black person is beaten in the street in the way that Captain Portland is, I want to see that given the same exposure that Captain Portland was given. I don't. It, they shouldn't have to be a Navy veteran. They shouldn't have to be fifty-three years old. They shouldn't have to be white. Mm-hmm. It could be a black nineteen-year-old with face tats. 
and he should still get the same amount of respect as Captain Portland. And that is what these protests are all fucking about. And and a shout out to fucking Captain Portland for getting that shit. Real life um, Captain America. Shout out to him. I, uh, uh, honestly, like a hero of mine in these protests. His interview. Did you see it? I have not seen it. He really was like. He was almost like offended at the interviewer. He sat down for 15 minutes with ABC News and he's like, ask yourself, if I was a black vet, do you think I'd be here? Even a vet, a black vet, do you think I'd be here? Mm. And she goes, yes. And he's like, do you really? And she's like, I hope so. And the anchors are also full of shit. They they really maintain the thing. It's so so disgusting. Um, But yeah, so like, it's... uh, and, and you know what's, what's so disgusting, and this will maybe lead us into the next thing that we were going to talk about. The reason anchors uphold all this shit is because they are incentivized to. Mm-hmm. And they're incentivized to. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think about news anchors, motherfucker. That's what I'm going to put a lot of reverb and delay on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bass boost that burp. Bass boost that burp. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so people with character and with conviction are purposefully not given, are purposefully dragged down in the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And people who have no character or conviction and want to just pretend everything's fucking normal and go, oh, a black fit will get time for, you know, that dickhead. Mm-hmm. It, you get elevated. You're the one who gets on TV. There's a whole structure to this shit. And you're pun- you, you're punished for speed. Like, that anchor would have been punished if she said, no, I don't think so. You're right. Like, her, she would have heard it from her bosses. Yeah, yeah. And in, until everybody or a majority of people stand up to that kind of careerism and self-interest, mm-hmm. that's fascism. Yeah. That's a, me- that's a method of corporate fascism. Yeah, just to let the yes guys through. Yeah. And let all the people who actually will say something yeah. just stay at the bottom. And today I saw on Twitter um, Stacy Mitchell... Is a is a fellow at Yale's Thurman Darnell project, and Thurman Darnell is like a famous like, you know, uh, progressive. And the director, Fiona Scott Morton, revealed that she's a paid advisor to Amazon and Apple. I think that makes it hard to achieve the project's goal of creating a space to grapple with the antitrust implications of big tech. Fair, yes, totally fair. Um, and and human speak, you know, non-academic speak, basically. She works at this program that is supposed to be dealing with, you know, the massive monopolies that Apple and fucking Amazon and companies like them have and Google. And one of the top fucking, uh, I'm sorry, not the top, the top, the director of the fucking program is a paid advisor for Amazon and Apple. So how are you going to be an antitrust organization or examine antitrust things in any meaningful way? Mm-hmm. And and so uh, uh, Thurman Arnold, I think, was heavily involved in like writing the antitrust act or something there. Um, but so th- all the replies to her, there were a bunch that were basically this: Why would a rising star like you burn a bridge with someone that powerful and connected? Like people were like outraged at this woman that she would burn because. That she would do the right thing. That door, the yeah. yeah, all these money grubbing little shits. Yeah, because they don't have it and they want to achieve that level of mm-hmm. success. But then when you get there, you know, like so I, I, and they're envious mm-hmm. of a person who would be in that position mm-hmm. and have character and conviction. Because these fucking worms, yeah, don't even have a fucking inch of that in their body. Peons. Yeah, yeah. 
And so someone replied and said, and, and I wanted to read this in the podcast. This exchange shows how a corrupted society purges the qualities of character and conviction from the system. It suppresses them, forcing individuals who possess these qualities to either lose them or lose out on leadership opportunities. It is a vicious cycle. Conform or be cast out. Which, I believe, is a quote from the band Rush. <laughs> Dude's fucking rock. Dude's rock. In, uh, 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 edit in Tom Sawyer right here. <laughs> like careerism is fascism to me mm-hmm. and hilariously um I feel like I've known that for four years mm-hmm. and that like since or longer since since really the end of high school um just through experiences I had in my life and I think that's part of why I've struggled in academia to really just like change I think a lot of people when they come to college part of that process is like alright I'm gonna adapt and change who I am to this structure so that and then that helps you get a job and shit mm-hmm. that process has been lost on me I'm just like the most unemployable motherfucker <laughs> like I just don't and, and it, it's because I think I've resisted this kind of careerism and professionalism that plagues the campus we come from yeah. and uh, probably many um and and also is really professionalism is basically like whiteism. It's acting white. Mm-hmm. It, like yeah, you could just to be as white as possible. Yeah, like I, I hate the, the the term acting white and black. I th- I hate that shit. I'm not trying to say yeah. that. I'm saying it ironically. Where like people who think that way, it's like oh, acting black. It's that what they equate as acting black is like what the, a, a, a person educated enough to 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 not be publicly racist would call it uh like would call it. What did you say? Uh, unprofessional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're being unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's that's not probably not the best way to go about it in mm-hmm. the workplace. In the workplace culture, you would act like this. You mm-hmm. know, things like that. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so guilty of it because now I've been working in the corporate world for a little under a year now. Yeah. And now that I've been within the producing stuff and all this stuff, I realize all of it's just such bullshit. <laughs> just, just, Don't do this, man. Come on. What? That's not so bad. That's not no, so bad. It's pretty fucking bad. Because if you really think of, like the producing thing's bad. I gotta or, say, in the creative. So what do you think? I honestly, I was on some shit. Can I tell the story real quick? I think. I Let me ask you this question because I think it might. It might. The story might be the answer to it. Okay. Do you think that the corporate world or the creative world is more, let's say, um. Which one takes more advantage of the people on the bottom of the totem pole? I think it is more seen and visible in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. But I think within the creative world, it is, you know, questionable. And you could say, because you could you tweak things a little bit. You could be an entirely new song, you know? Well, you can, you yeah. can, you can have opinions, kind of, and it's almost like cool to be like a, a contrarian in creative fields, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But less so with that, and more so um, as far as what you're talking about with like very, very competitive and, and trying to just, I'll do anything to get to the next level. Like yeah, that yeah. type of shit, stepping on heads. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, you gotta. 
go get my shit, like my lean for a month or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. some black, like, you know how like people, most rappers got like multiple people around them and, they, and they are just like, ah, whatever you say, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Get, like some clouds. Yeah. They're clouds. clouds. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I think also, we were talking earlier with the Drake shit. Yeah. Within that point, but we'll, we'll, we'll just shout out Tia Corinne. Tia Corinne, artist from Winston-Salem, she ha- had a song out, what is it called? Stylist. Yeah, and where she has a flow that is similar to what Drake recently just put out on Popstar, and I will say it's similar. Yeah, you know, um, but I, that, that's just an example of how I guess the upper levels of hip hop just scour the lower levels because she yeah. has only has about twenty k. You know, yeah. So I think maybe he has like an intern or something like that. Maybe found her song. Yeah, and, and she's like hey, for the North Carolina. Carolina scene. She like twenty k is is good for the underground hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. And for North Carolina, she definitely has some buzz. She also went big on TikTok at one point, which is yeah. how I think if and if they found her, mm-hmm. I think it was through TikTok. And her mm-hmm. first song, I think Chanel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that song went viral on TikTok. There was a part in the beginning that's like, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I don't give a fuck, I'll beat a yeah. bitch up. Yeah, And, and yeah, that, yeah. that went viral. And, and if you're on TikTok, you'll recognize that shit immediately. That shit went viral. And, you know, I don't think it's unlikely that someone, like, from Drake's team is able to be like, follow this artist then. Listen to their music, and if they hear something good. You know, that's a lot of A&Rs, what they do is just listen and steal shit like that's like unfortunately that is like a reality in the industry and the sad part is um not to publicly diss anybody but the totem pole is so fucking bad that you got people like Drake at the top with 12 people writing his songs and la 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 and the people Mm -hmm. scouring the internet and la la but we're talking about Tia as if she's low level for her scene she's pretty high level oh yeah this is somebody who has lackeys like yeah It is tough because I do feel like, as far as the creative shit goes, when it's fo- when people see it as following their dream or like something they're passionate about, or even when other people see someone who's quote unquote following their dream or doing something they love, mm-hmm. it's almost like, well, the job I do, I hate, so you deserve even less. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or you shouldn't get as much money. And yeah, then I they're think mad that, that they can't, they don't have the confidence to go do that shit themselves. That's part of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're just mad that. They hate what they do and think that mm. th- they're getting paid to, to tolerate. So the fact mm. that this person doesn't have to tolerate what they do all day is like they should be getting paid less because it's less to work. Mm. And maybe there's some legitimacy to that, but obviously not. Obviously, it's very anti-Marxist and, and incredibly classist and shitty. I think, you know, people should be given what they're owed. But so often in creative industries, I feel like... And, you know, and there's the allure, the fame, and the success, and the whole lie of what, like, that scene is. And I think that carrot on the stick really keeps a lot of people running for, like, nothing, for crumbs. And they work Mm -hmm. for free, and motherfuckers, like, literally will put money in to, like, themselves, and to, like, driving motherfuckers around, and to clothes and flights, and this and that, and the third... With nothing coming in in return, just to like get the clout, just to be there. Not even, not honestly. Part of it is just to be there, and a lot of it is motherfuckers who just want to hang out. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it, it's really like motherfuckers look at Instagram likes and exposure. Like if I hang around here and I get tagged in her story, that gets me a couple of follows. Motherfuckers look at that shit like it's worth gold. Like like it's a currency or yeah and and, and, and like cloud coins yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm sure there's some of that in the corporate world especially in the more creative side of the corporate world 
But um, I I I doubt you're seeing that like in LinkedIn, like motherfuckers giving pe- like you know sucking dick hard to get the LinkedIn likes. Like you know maybe no. you are. Yeah, they are. They are. Oh, there's a huge dick sale. <laughs> <laughs> there's some some of the people we graduated with. No, for yeah. real, straight up. I mean, I see because you can comment. Uh, for the record, I did not graduate. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the people I graduated with. <laughs> yeah, I'll see them on the on their, like LinkedIn post, and they'll be like somebody else's post, and I'll be like, blank, blank, commented on this post, and I'll be like, oh my god, and it'll be some like Tim from uh, Tim, some like uh, IT specialist from some low level Fortune 500 company, you know, and he's just like between this article about you know, Whole Foods or something. She's like, wow, this is a great informative article, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. It must suck. Because I I thought about it. I I was trying to play into that game a little bit whenever I was, like, looking for a job initially. But then I was like, this just doesn't feel natural at all. At at least it... Yeah, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I guess it's everywhere. And it's just like... It's just shitty. I don't, yeah, I don't really have so anything just, deep to say about it. It's yeah. just fucking whack. It's just, <laughs> it's just people acting in the self-interest. Yeah. And, and whatever your self-interest is, I think, or I guess always just drives your decision-making. It's self-interest, but it's it's self-interest to the detriment of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, if we all collectively had a little more fucking self-esteem and didn't mm-hmm. wear such bitches, mm-hmm. then we would all collectively not have to be big. Like, we just, like, motherfuckers really don't believe in themselves and really think... Like, motherfuckers are out here really believing that they deserve to be the handmaiden for a rapper with 13k followers. Because that's how much self-esteem capitalism has allowed them to have. And, and that's like... Damn. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's sad, bro. Like, yeah. honestly, that shit hurts me in my heart. Because a lot of times those are people who aren't maybe would have been creative people. Or maybe mm-hmm. could have done things that would have brought... Joy in people's lives are like enriched in artistic field, mm-hmm. but instead it all becomes about money and clout and all the shit that doesn't doesn't add anything to anybody's life. It doesn't enrich anybody. It's just it's it's toxic. It's negative. Yeah, and that's, it's, that's something that I've always told myself. I don't want mm-hmm. that to happen at all. I want it to be purely about the music mm-hmm. from day one. You yeah. know what I mean. And then you know, I'll, I'll if I can be able to you know live within my means. At one point, making money off music, then mm-hmm. so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll fucking do it. You know, to get to the point where I want to retire and just live in live in the house and make music all day. That's that really, is really the in, goal, the, in the mountains. Really, yeah. I just want to go up to the mountains and be left alone. You know, dude, I fuck with that so hard. Yeah, yo, oh, I, I, I probably we don't. I'll talk about this on the pod. I don't give a fuck. My girl want, is talking about maybe moving to Spain for a little while. Do you want to go to Spain? That would be hard. So, could you work remotely briefly, and we'll do the pod from Spain? Yeah, I probably try and catch coronavirus or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> well, it's really the only habit. Tell you. <laughs> I don't know what what the deal is about doctors' notes or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, yeah, I take quick two weeks. Yeah, maybe. No, because literally, we we even found a place we can rent for like just a month and just like peace. If we're both online, we're thinking about a little. Time. It, and it, you know or we could just do the pod remotely we'll get the mics I'll get up to my laptop mm-hmm. but fucking I know you're trying to get back to Spain yeah dog. bro I've been I've been dying bro. yeah 
Uh, I, I was like looking at photos the other day and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that place is beautiful. I do recommend any of the listeners if you do, if you don't live in the U.S., to travel to other places outside of your country as well. Yeah. But people, especially in the fucking U.S., you should travel. Yeah, out to Europe. Just I mean, especially you're out of the U.S. because you you motherfuckers can hop on a train and go places. You fucking yeah, dickhead. Exactly. <laughs> you, you have you. First off, oh wait, guys. Oh, by the way, yo, shout out, with, shout out to our French listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, that's kind of where I was going. Yeah, with yeah, that yeah. Too. We yeah. need. A, yeah, like honestly, we fuck with y'all so hard. Here's why Spain whips ass because they killed their fascists, and you know yeah. why France is even better. They had a whole fuck ass revolution. Yeah. Those motherfuckers riding the streets. They're firefighters. Over here, we got pussy ass firefighters. They throw, they fly that flag with the half red line, half blue line. Fuck that shit. In France, the firefighters taking their gloves off, punching cops in the fucking street. Red ass. It's like the gulag. Yeah, it literally looks like a Call of Duty line. The GTA server. It's fucking, it's wild shit. Also, yo, man. So yeah, shout out to the French. Yo, y'all got a bad rap in the United States when middle schoolers be talking shit about y'all in World War II, like, yeah, the French were pussies. Nah, y'all are the, we're the pussies. Nah, yeah, we're, 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 yeah. yeah, y'all got fucking read probably because you stood up to the motherfuckers. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, shit, honestly, dog, like, fuck all that noise, dog. French people whip ass. Yeah. The French, <laughs> you know, I, I, all the, and honestly, we got to take pages from their books, like, when you look at the videos of how many people they'll get out in the street, man, mm-hmm. we're still not there. We're still getting... I think we're getting We're close. getting there. The, I think that has been such an encouraging thing about all this, mm-hmm. is you see, like, Portland, people growing, growing, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to send a lot more people if you want to... Fuck, fuck with us. Fuck with us, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I just want that same sagged spirit here, but, you know, we're right-wing yeah. state, so... Yeah, <laughs> it's tough, it's tough, but... I also think right wing states lead to the the you know it, you if it was a liberal mayor there'd be less uh, hardcore resistance. I think a more right wing state mm-hmm. like in North Carolina, like bro, the revolutionary history of the South, especially for the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. unparalleled. Though that this is where the work happens. This is where the real fighters and revolutionaries are born and where they do their work. It doesn't happen in the metropolitan cities. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to anybody. If you, you're in a city, you're not really. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I don't think I think I made a point to this on one episode. I think people just like really change and really grow from firsthand experience with things. Mm-hmm. And I think what the problem is with most of these people and the the ruling classes just sh- like a, shut us away from or shut white people away who live in these backwoods in the country in the rural parts of North Carolina where they're not interacting with black people enough. You know, mm-hmm. they've physically segregated us yeah. away from each other, even though segregation is not... Probably, a, yeah. It, it's, it's still a very real thing. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, it's I, that, I think that's primarily the problem is lack of exposure. Yeah. And I like, to your point, I, that, that makes sense why people down here are going to be the the soldiers of the revolution, you know, because yeah. we're we're the people who are probably gonna experience the most, most racism, racism shit, you know? or, or at so. the very least of the, the most extreme versions um, of it. Uh, or, or um, how do I put this? On Un, unfought, just like when they crack down, mm-hmm. there's less resistance, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 especially in the 1960s and shit, they really faced. I mean, they were. 
buses that were torched by the KKK. And if you don't think cops allowed that type of shit to happen, then, you know, you're smoking crack. Yeah. So, like, and, and it's way more terrifying. Sad. Like, honestly, it's true. The fucking Alamance County Sheriff's Department, just by nature, even though the NYPD is probably leaves more fascist overall, is just going to get away with more than your average NYPD foot soldier. Yeah, just because, because there's not a million eyes, million plus eyes on yeah, and yeah, it's you know, it's less Blasio, you know? yeah, and a lot of the leadership is just less liberal. People who are actually elected to these local positions, it's you know, it's like you said, it's red. Mm-hmm. And but like what we were talking about, that heavy resistance is what it, that heavy pushback to protests and that heavy response that these racists fucking give often builds the movement. So that's why I think the South sometimes is, is no. incredibly important because they often are so fucking dumb and incompetent they'll just overstep their boundaries and then there's somebody in the ruling class being like fuck <laughs> like you know like also the south is like where black people live yeah <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. that's a huge part of it too don't, don't get me wrong um I looked up Inside Agitator the name of our podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a book written by a professor called Inside Agitator mm-hmm. about the 1960s civil rights movement and specifically, it's it's an anti-white Southerners who were involved with the movement book. So he calls them inside agitators, and basically he's used the argument that like, fuck these white people for getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fucking amazing. That's amazing. I gotta read that. Yeah. So I'm happy to reclaim the title. Although honestly, he did make some pretty uh, good points. I do think it's it's literature. I I, I gave it a spin. Um, I obviously didn't agree with the overall point, no, uh, and I, I. But I do think for its time, there are valid points. I think now, what is more important, um, maybe not even more important, but um, for the humanity overall, for to actually progress, to, like we're not gonna just make Black Lives Matter. That's not gonna be possible. If we just try to do that, there's gonna be pushback. Like mm-hmm. it has to be a movement that we build for everybody mm-hmm. that is based on solidarity and based on not leaving anyone behind. And it can't mm-hmm. just be black lives. It has to be Palestinian lives, it has to be Mexican lives, it has to be mm-hmm. everybody. Gay people, trans gay people, people, trans people. Everyone's under the fucking tent. White people. <laughs> Begrudgingly, begrudgingly, but, but white people, too. but white people, yes. Yeah, I, I, that's why I had to also have. I was thinking one day that maybe we, sh- I don't want to say all lives matter, but part of me thinks why not just concede with them and just be like, you know, yeah, I like I, the argument of yeah. Well, if all lives matter, shouldn't yeah. black lives too? Yeah, dumbass. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. hey, let's let's just sure say, all lives. Let's matter. just say it now. Come out and protest with us. You know yeah. what I mean? hundred percent. Like, like if they matter like that, I'm saying they matter. No, nah, I do like calling their bluff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, just just being like, hey. Buddy, you know, <laughs> I was gonna make the point, you know, inside the Inside Agitator book. Part of where it's it's different from my viewpoint is that back then the civil rights movement really was about race. The class shit. Obviously, MLK talked about class, and class was a part of it. And a lot of the more radical thinkers talked about class and socialism. But for the most part, it was definitely more about race mm-hmm. than it is today. There's a lot of encompassing factors with COVID and everything going on and healthcare. And, and honestly, a lot of the issues black people face 
aren't race-based issues. It's class-based economic issues that yeah. they need solved. Mm-hmm. And um, so Housing that, and yeah, stuff, yeah, exactly. So that's the, the goalposts have moved a little bit to where I think it's okay for me to agree with the, some of the points you made in the book, but still mm-hmm. feel like there needs to be a, uh, a broadly uh, every race coalition mm-hmm. to fight what we're currently up against, which is a capitalist empire. And that's why, ra- and, and, and we've talked about capitalism and, and racism and H.Y. a lot, but I, but there is some truth to it's still pretty, it's still about race. Okay. And there still are people who, when they say all lives matter, what they're disgusted is with is with black lives. They don't think black lives should, and, and, and I do think in front of those people and arguing with them is, is worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I, I've seen people that are like, I guess, family, friends on mm-hmm. Facebook. I can't wait to run into them. Yeah. I can't wait to run into these people mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. And you try to be buddy buddy with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. But that's that's another point for another day. No, I agree. I've already been I've already been banned from uh, one of my one of my mom's friends growing up, like in Brooklyn. They're all a bunch of Brooklyn cop fucks. Yeah. And uh, just the most, you know, just, I, I, just trash people and yeah. uh, with horrible beliefs and just they say horrific things on social media, mm-hmm. and they're outraged by what I've been posting, which is hilarious because for years they've been like. Running over protesters is all right if they're in the road. You know, just those type of memes. But then I posted a decapitated pig. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm obviously, yeah. obviously, I have kind of, that, that is extreme Unless too. you're a vegetarian, like, uh, no. <laughs> like, you suck my dick. Yeah, no, so they, they literally, my mom got a call that's like, yeah, he shouldn't come to any of the the functions anymore because there they'll be damn yeah, it's like a bad like threat that. type shit yeah so I I, wow. I I DM'd them off drip and was like I'll fight you in this fuck come find me like a man you yeah. pussy like yeah I was you know damn. but yeah no I want some crazy shit so like motherfuckers already anticipated running into me and me being a dick and have <laughs> <laughs> but now you won't go alone <laughs> yeah that shit's funny as hell but yeah I uh I might be living in New York next summer and it's terrifying to think I've pissed off this group of New York cops. Yeah. <laughs> that could disappear my ass now, but I'm playing. I hope that, I wish they would. <laughs> yeah, I got the All you got to hear is Not advocating violence. Yes, we don't want. We don't want. Trump. We're advocating self defense. We don't want Trump to bring in the National Guard anywhere and kill a bunch of protesters. No, here's the thing: we're past that. We did the National Guard. We did that already. You know, and now we're at the Gestapo. We already did that stuff. <laughs> it's kind of like are we defense or what? But what I'm saying is, I don't want the Gestapo and the National Guard. Well, no, but I then, think it's both because, like, what you're saying makes more and more sense the more we talk about it. You know, the that fact that's what that they want. A war. That's what they want. Yeah. Like it's all just everything. It's just stoking. Like oh well, look, you see this shit. Yeah, you know. They also what they want is reelection, and mm-hmm. war is a great way to do that. And um, I just, ah, uh, it's it's difficult to really see how this is going to play out. But I really, it, it, obviously, they're determined. I almost even had some doubts in the last episode. Like, are they really going to roll this out? That's just dumb. Mm-hmm. They're doing it. Yeah. Um, I do think it's going to backfire. Wall of Moms are organizing in a lot of different cities. I will say though, the North Carolina account looked like it might have been a fed. Um, and, and I told my mom, like, you know, don't engage with this account. I don't think it, this doesn't look legit to me. Wait until more information is released and then she see shit. But I, um, yeah, I, 
and that's the thing. The feds are on it. Like, they will do shit like set up a, a wall of moms account and get the list of everyone that follows it and throw all, make sure those moms get thrown in jail first. Like, and that's really what we're fucking up against. And the problem is with social media and all this digital shit, they've been given uh, the right by the liberals often with the Patriot Act and, and with all the extensions of it since and with all the powers that they've granted to expanding Trump's surveillance state. And, and giving ICE the budget and you know this that and the fucking third and even even starting Homeland Security less than two decades ago by the way um, mm-hmm. all these things have, were, were put there to work against us in case this ever happened yeah. I saw a great tweet that was like um, <laughs> back when Bush started DHS I told all my roommates they're going to use this as a Gestapo force to bag citizens and throw them in unmarked cars and crush dissent. And all my roommates told me, stop smoking so much pot. (laughs) And then my favorite reply was, you both were right. (laughs) But it's not like no one saw it coming. Mm. When these things were started and and, and things, people called it out as fascism. Mm. But you don't want to believe it. And I was on the fascism train since 2016. I think I was an early adopter at being like, all right, it's happening, boys. Ring the bells. Mm-hmm. And in Charlottesville, I think when they let a, a, a protester die yeah. at the hands of a counter protester. And, 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 and then Trump is just like both sides. Yeah. Very, yeah. That was. And, and they said so they gave free reign for the Nazis to protest. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any police resistance. So people stood up to give Nazis resistance that they would have gotten from police if they're Black Lives Matter protesters. And they got killed doing so. And Trump defended them. So it, it's, this is not shocking. But it goes mm-hmm. to show like we have all it, for years, decades, they've been building these systems to work against us. Mm-hmm. This is not to discourage anybody. This is to show this is the best they can fucking do, fellas. Mm-hmm. This is the best they can do. And they're fucking up. I really feel like they're fucking up. I really do. They can try to make a wall of mom's accounts fake and, and get some people. It's going to be 60 others on another account. Like, it, it, they can't... I don't care how many fucking interns they enlist to fucking do bots on social media. I don't care how many fucking goons they send to each and every fucking city. It's more of us. Point blank fucking period. And it will be... Until it's not. Until we let them win. And that's why it's important to fucking stand up and not let them remove us or even scare us away uh, mm-hmm. from the places we are. And I've even thought about, it on, a, on a personal level, do I got to speak up less where I live in order to go under the radar? And, and should, I, should I not put myself at risk? Do I want to get my door kicked in? Do I want to maybe mm-hmm. move to a more liberal place that isn't the bumfuck North Carolina where I could fucking get disappeared by these racist-ass cops? And you know what the answer is? Fuck no. I'm not letting them win. I'm staying right the fuck here. I'm planting myself like a tree. I'm telling them, go fuck themselves. And point blank, that's what everyone else has to do too, or we're fucked. Yeah, you can't run away from this shit. Nope. Because eventually it's coming. Yeah, it is. So you might as well stand up to it now, or, you know. Or it's just going to be worse. Or, or you're just going to be a part of the worst second wave, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who don't fight back and are pussy, you know, yeah. that pussy wave. You don't want to be a part of the pussy wave. Yeah. Because soon it's just going to be middle of the road liberals and the far right. Mm-hmm. And then, what? You think you're going to be allowed to have your middle of the road beliefs? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I know you've catered them for the Republicans, but they don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody can't like you, dude. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And so, I, but the funny part is, 
the, a lot of the, the ruling class elite middle of the road people, they are Republicans and far. I don't even think they have major disagreements with the shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's funny is it'll be interesting to see if Trump is able to legitimize uh, the operation. Uh, what is it called? Operation Legacy? Freedom? What is it? It's mm-hmm. called some gay operation bullshit. Legend. Uh, operation Legend. Operation yeah. Legend. That's the wackest most. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for saying gay. What else do you even call Operation Legend? That sounds like some shit I came up with in middle school. Yeah. What the fuck is that? That's, That's worse than Operation Iraqi Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's bad. We, we live in such a fucked up time. Yeah, holy shit. But um, people are standing up. And, and I think right now it's exciting because it feels like, all right, they do want to fight. And if mm-hmm. they want to prove to the world on the world stage that they're willing to beat us down in the street let them and if they really think they're going to scare us off to not being out there they're mm-hmm. fucking wrong because yeah. I, I can't now I can't wait to get back out there now mm-hmm. and honestly I really hope that people study the tactics in Portland because at the protest I have been to in North Carolina specifically things have been weak and not necessarily mm-hmm. as organized or as good I, in the face of these federal agents we really are going to have to study these tactics form phalanxes have the right equipment, have things set up, and have greater numbers. Um, but I do think those things are happening. And listen, if you're someone who's been staying at home and hasn't been in the street and you're able-bodied, you're not at risk for COVID, and, and shit, fuck able-bodied. If you can fucking get out there and, and, and physically do what needs to be done, you need to put your body on the line and go stand there. And I'm not saying you got to be the one at the front line with the shield. But stand maybe a couple rows back and, and be a voice and be yeah. some, and be a body yeah, in the no. crowd. Be someone that they also got to arrest to fucking win. Mm-hmm. Because if, if there's more of us, if we all stay home and we let them scare us, oh, I don't want to get abducted. I'm not going to be lumped in with these mm-hmm. extreme ones. Get, it, it, that's not going to work. You will eventually get lumped in if you're not also a fascist. Mm-hmm. Unless you one day capitulate. One day you will then either be forced to capitulate to the full fascism or meet the same fate that you allowed us to meet. Yeah. And so I urge everybody, buy a helmet, buy a knee pad and elbow pads, buy goggles, buy a painter's mask, mm-hmm. buy an umbrella, make a shield. If you've got the money, buy the Captain America replica steel shield from Marvel Legends. Yeah. It's got leather straps. Dope as hell. Motherfucker shit. Honestly, I want to see that viral video. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who's just been in the gym, no, yeah. their home gym for just months, one, working out one hour, <laughs> just doing this, just, just ready to shut the caps. Yeah, yeah, no, but and and honestly, I would say this: don't throw shit at the cops. Um, I'm if you want to, great, and and I'll, I'll it'll put a smile on my face when I see it happen. But I think strategically, I think. Um, Forming phalanx and advancing and letting them fire at you and taking the brunt of the hits. Yeah, obviously, you maybe got to throw the tear gas back. But not being on the offensive. Because honestly, they're stru- the, the opposition is struggling to get videos where they look like the good guys. Mm-hmm. They are struggling right now. Motherfuckers are posting images from uh, Portland shit in 2018 because the current ones are so organized and peaceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, they really are struggling to look like the good guys. So keep that shit up. Honestly, uh, they look bad. They look bad, and let them look bad. Honestly, uh, so yeah, there's a scene in, we talked about Winter Soldier at the beginning of this podcast. There's a there's a scene um, where Cap gets apprehended by the fascist thugs, and there's a news helicopter, 
and they're about to kill him in the street, and they go, no, 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 not here. Yeah, not here. Not here. Not here. And, and that is pretty good encapsulation of what goes on. Unfortunately, the media disappears at about 2, 3 a.m., and that's when the police will really mount their fucked-up attack. Um, and you saw that happen. There were peaceful protests at City Hall in New York uh, to defund the police. And they did defund the police on paper. They said that they took a billion dollars away. But then they increased the overtime budget, and the billion that got taken away got funneled into cops and schools in the education budget. So, like, it didn't even really defund the police. And it definitely didn't refund all the social services that have been systematically stripped from New York since fucking the 70s. Um, so instead of capitulating their demands, the cops who feel threatened by these fuckers because they're going to lose their big fat fucking pensions, the hogs, they fucking mounted a full on attack on the city hall uh, group. There was a group there that had a tent of medical supplies and food. They spray painted the medical supplies and food, not spray paint. I'm sorry, pepper, pepper spray, spray yeah. which is a war crime. That's a war crime. It's tear gas is a war crime, but that is a war crime. Attacking medics is war. These people are doing war crimes on our soil. Mm-hmm. And anyway, peaceful protest, peaceful encampment, completely destroyed by the NYPD. And now they've gone as far as to not... You see the bootlickers on Facebook. It used to be, oh, they're violent. They know that's not working anymore. So now they're just saying, oh, it's an unlawful assembly. Like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So even if you're peaceful, if you don't have a fucking permit from the city, which, by the way, many cities are not writing out permits. That's what happened in, that's what happened in Graham, North Carolina. If you don't have a fucking permit. And also, by the way, if you're being permitted by the government, you're protesting. All right, here's where you march and here's where you protest. What the fuck are you even fucking doing? You feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So any liberal who is talking this, oh, we get the permits. To, yeah. You have to sit there and be in this fucking square. Like, yeah. You're, you're a fascist. Literally. What, the First Amendment says the legal right to assemble. There's yeah. no stipulations in that. Does not say with a permit. That does not say you have to have a permit. You have to have this. You have to have to do that. No. You're fucking. Oh, my God. No. It's sorry. literally just. Moving the fucking goalposts. Literally. To, to be, I don't know, well-liked and acting in your own self-interest. Yeah. Or because you're just a fucking dumbass. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I, I'd say a little column A, little column B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you join them together and you get all of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Oh, that's a Fendi. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, for that one, we love you folks. Stay safe out there. Um, fucking fuck... The fascist fucking feds. Fuck that nigga Chad Wolf. Yeah. Uh, fuck, uh... Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Organize. Study the tactics in Portland. Um, study the tactics in Hong Kong, too. Study the tactics in Hong Kong. Although the Hong Kong police were not as brutal. So some of the shit, like, yo, like, you point a laser at a cop, they will unload their weapon on you. Like, because they're thinking, oh, it was a gun. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't, don't go pointing lasers at American cops. You'll fucking get, you, you'll get aired out. Yeah. Honestly, on some real shit. You'll have mm-hmm. holes in you. Um, So, like, really don't do that shit. But I will say, if there's one thing to take from the Hong Kong protest, this is my last point, move like water. And they did this thing where the protesters, the cops come to move them, they just go two blocks down. And by the time they mount their assault, they're already somewhere else. And motherfuckers would even go, they would leave prepaid cards in the subway stations. Motherfuckers that did, maybe weren't able-bodied enough to protest would go and leave all these prepaid cards in the subway stations. Oh my God. And motherfuckers would just funnel in the subway, grab a card, hop on the subway so they couldn't identify the, with your subway ID, the, where you were going and yeah. what protest you were. And they'd just take the subway to another point in the city and everyone would unload and then like, boom, new protest. Cops don't even know where the fuck you are. Like, it was beautiful shit that they were doing. Yeah. And uh, so, 
Yeah, I do think that shit's wow. important, especially if they're going to push this whole line of like unlawful assembly and they're just going to clear out street after street. Let's Move. Make them clear, make them clear out every, every fucking street. street. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll defund them by making them pay out all that fucking overtime. Oh my god, yeah. Just deplete their resources. Mm-hmm. They already that is cut. an amazing plan. Yeah. Just to try and do... But how, the thing is, we... In our state, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have methods of transit like that. No. Right? We have to have... It's just actually run. moving and running like water as a crowd. Yeah. Um, which I think is a, is a good strategy. Now, granted, when... A lot of times the protests here have been centered around like a specific statue and shit, mm-hmm. which makes it hard to do that. And I think in general, I'd like to focus less on the statues. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, I mean, that is what it is. I, and, and, so, but even in general, when you're by the statue, still move like, move like water, keep it pushing and keep cycling protesters and people and just like, you know, keep it fucking pushing. Don't let them single somebody out. That's what you don't want to do. And uh, de-arresting works. Look into what de-arresting is, how to yeah. do it. If you're going to a protest with friends, get ready to... If you got to fight a cop to make sure your friend doesn't lose their freedom, you got to fight a cop. I hate yeah. to break it to you. Mm-hmm. And when they're unlawfully detaining people, that is a just and right thing to do. And actually, these people are... It is illegal to follow an unjust order. An illegal order. It, it, it is... Mm-hmm. As a soldier, as a... It is not... You're not... You're, you're supposed to stand up and say... And not follow through with that shit. It, the fact that... Just following orders is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. So fuck these people and what they're doing. And um, once again... Not advocating for offensive violence... But 100% in support of defensive violence. Yeah, if a cop was just... You know, swinging their baton at you... I wouldn't be yeah. mad if you... You know, caught it and tried to throw it away from yeah. them. And then, or you know, generally, what I've seen with de-arresting the is they're trying. They have someone on the ground. They're trying to get their hands on their back, and then three other protesters run up and shove mm-hmm. them on their fucking back. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cops in riot gear, it's great. They're like a turtle. Like you never put a turtle on the back of its shell. Yeah, like, you knock a riot cop over, and they fucking <laughs> can't get up. <laughs> it's hilarious to watch. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like cow tipping. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's how we organize North Carolina. <laughs> Oh my god, Operation Captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, we'll leave it on that. Yeah, we'll leave it on that. Inside Agitators Episode 7. <laughs> Operation Captain. <Cow-tip, laughs> Operation Captain. <laughs> See you, nigga. See you.